complain mm. and they come in and tell you what you shouldn't do it like this or you shouldn't do it like that. You only here for one visit till I come out. And it causes a lot of chaos in the church when you have other people come in and indoctrinate something else in the people different than what they've been taught here. So I'm, we said the Bible said everything that we need, we got it in the house. Amen. And I'm going to use it. And I need more to jump up and come on up with the word, but God can use them because I'm getting older. <laughs> yes, I am. Amen. I'm not giving up, or I'm getting older, and you need, and your church needs much help. Amen. And when you break them up in your in your birthplace right here, it's good because God is watching, and I'm watching. So at this time, we're going to get ready to have um, Brother Ewart coming all the way. Maybe we stay up from Norwich, <laughs> Connecticut. Amen. Amen. To give us a word today. Amen. 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 Congregation, Brother Ewart Wilson. Amen. Amen. Ewart Wilson, congregation, let's receive him by saying amen. 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 Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, church. Good afternoon. How's everyone doing today? I like to thank God for being here. You know, goodness, His mercy, everything. I like to thank Pastor for the surprise. She did tell us many times in the past that one day she could change things up on calling us, and she sure did get me good. I was, I, I was like, what? Really did get me good. I thank God for that because uh, sometimes you wanna. Do things and plan things out and do the way we want it to just be done. But when the Holy Spirit moves, he moves. When he changes things up, he changes things up. We're gonna start with a quick prayer. Father, in the image of so God, thank you. Blessed be your name and thank you for this day. Thank you for this gathering. Thank you for everyone that's in here. Thank you for my sister being able to attend. Thank you for Pastor for giving me the opportunity. Lord, I pray that you open our eyes, our hearts, so we may hear your word, O oh Lord. Hear what you speak to the church, O oh Father. Lord, I pray that you speak through me, open my mind and my mouth, and control my tongue, that you speak through me and not me speak of myself. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Everyone can be seated. It's, it's, it's really funny because pastor, pastor always tell me to keep studying, right? Yeah. And so, hey, <laughs> got to keep studying. Um, uh, today's scripture will be in John chapter 5, St. John chapter 5. We're going to start from verse 19. Oh, uh, let me see. Yep, verse 19. <laughs> Thank you. 
Uh, St. John chapter 5, verse 19. Kids, uh, you could get a Bible from the back. Pastor always say, train them up. It's right here. While they're looking for that, I'd like to say Happy Father's Day to all the fathers yeah. in the house. Yeah. All the fathers that are not here too, we wish them Happy Father's Day. Yeah. Um, yeah. I text Gene uh, and I said, say a trip, Happy Father's Day, fat boy. <laughs> jokes like that. And I said, if he's still coming, he hasn't answered yet. But I know when he sees it, he's going to laugh. He's like, who are you calling me, fat boy? <laughs> You'd be the last person to call me, fat boy. You know, you could all call him after church and he doesn't make you before we leave. And wish him happy Father's Day. It's good to show each other love. That's right. Mm -hmm. um, everyone has a different way of showing love. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. For me, I like to play around, make jokes, tease, and buy people gifts. That's my way of showing love. And every father has a different way of showing love. I like to tell God happy Father's Day. Because he's been an awesome father to me. Has God been an awesome father to you? Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, all months, for the past two months, I've been studying and preaching about prayer. And one of the things that I've been focusing a lot is our relationship with God as father to children. Our relationship with God as father to children. And, um, Today, this scripture. Everyone has a scripture? Yes. Yeah. I will read and everyone can follow. Then answered Jesus and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do. For what things soweth, he doeth. These things also do it the Son likewise. Yeah. Yes. The Son does nothing of himself, but he does what he sees the Father do it. Today, I would like to preach on the example of the Father. In the world, we have good fathers, we have bad fathers. We could describe fathers as many things we want to describe, or the father, or a father. But at the end of the day, they are fathers. And no one gets it right or perfect but God. I heard someone say to another person once, um, I don't think you're ready to be a father. My question to that person was, is anyone ever ready? Being a father is like <coughs> growth. It's something you grow into and become. 
You have your first child. You never had a child before. So were you ever ready to have that first child? Things happen to you during that experience that you never had before. So who do you turn to? With experience to look back on and reference the way to behave, how to speak, how to talk, how to act when you're in certain situations. How do you deal with it? How do you handle stress? How do you handle burdens? How do you handle complications with work? How do you handle your different family members and your friends, your cousins, your aunts? Whose example do you look up? Jesus said, I do nothing of myself except for what I see my father doing. Some of us have been privileged to have fathers in our lives. And some of us have not. Some of us have fathers that have been in our life temporarily, and some that continue to be in our lives. But whenever we reach into situations, whether it be you be a man or a woman, many times we look back and wonder to ourselves, what would my father have done? Mm-hmm. Or what did my father do? To the point in, um, I was speaking with someone whose dad died in his 60s. And, and this is how influential a father is over their kids. This person told themselves in their mind that they don't think they're going to live past 65. Why? Because that's around the age their father died. That's the power that a father has over their child. And that's why I want to emphasize in the example of a father. What is a true father? Jesus says he do it nothing except what his father does. A true father is a father that is able to learn from God's example. God said, love your wife as I have loved the church and give myself up for it. Jesus has given examples of himself, an example of the father on how to love your children. And I'm emphasizing this because as fathers, whatever you do, it's going to have a tremendous effect on your children's lives. Myself included. I grew up in a shop and my father was blessed in business. And whenever I'm in a situation of business or work or so forth, I'm pastor to tell you. And I go into the situation how difficult it is, I always tell myself that I will be able to conquer this because it's a blessing on my family. Because it's a strength I saw my father have. I looked at my father, regardless or not, if I wanted to. He was there as an example for me. That's, that's the strength and that's the power the fathers have over the children. Amen? Amen. And that's why I like to emphasize on that today. 
the example of a father. A father's love. We love our mothers. We take more advantage over them, though. We do. We know. We could get away with murder with our mothers, but not our dads. We could go tell our mom a Nancy story of what happened in school. Oh, um, she hit me first. But you can't go tell your dad that. Your mom know you lied. But you know, as soon as you go tell your dad that, he giving you the look like, yeah. If you my son, you really gonna let them stand, stand around and hit you first? Nah, I know you. You did the hitting first. You know you might get a scolding, or you may not get a scold, you may get a stern talking to. But your father's not gonna be the one to be from the bush and sweeten up things too sweet. They're gonna, man, tell you as it is. We think and we speak in straight lines. You're wrong. She hit you? Okay, what you being out there in the first place for? You had no business there. Didn't I tell you to stay home? Okay, you grounded. Why? But they hit me first. I ain't grounding you because they hit you first. I ground you because you were supposed to be at home. <laughs> it's not the same with the father. And that's why men are needed in the church. And that's why men are needed in people's life. A lot of people right now in this day of age have the spirit of uh, uh, lesbianism, I would call it. Mm -hmm. Whereby people like to say, I don't need a man. Mm -hmm. Or we don't need a father. That's not true. Not true. Or else God would have made two women mm -hmm. and give them everything they need to reproduce. Amen. Both parties are needed. And the fathers have their part to play. And their parts are very important. The Bible says that the father is the head of the home. Mm-hmm. And when you research what it means when it says head, it means source. So God's the head of the family, of the man, and the man is the head of the home, of the family. God is the source of the man. A man is the source of the family. What is the source? The point of nourishment. The, and that's why a lot of kids always reference back of what the father would have done. You nourishing them their entire life mm -hmm. to learn how to live from your example. Yeah. Being the head is not about being controlled and bullying. That's the head of this church. But what did she did? She assigned tasks to me and Sister Frida mm -hmm. to carry out stuff. She didn't try to do everything herself. When we having a trip, she came and she asked and said, what do y'all want for lunches? Mm -hmm. She's not controlling everything, but the nourishment of what we do comes through her. Mm -hmm. Just as the nourishment of where or how a family moves come from the father. And it's very important that a father understands that he is the source of the family and God is the source of him. Amen. So unless a, a father, a father takes up God as a source of how to treat his family mm -hmm. and how to be a father, 
he will never really reach his potential mm -hmm. of being a father. Amen. Amen? Amen. Because he'll never be able to love the way a father truly is. Because he's not following the examples of Jesus. Amen. Today's society, the father had, they wanted to be the bully of the family, mm -hmm. the Tyrion. Listen to what I say, submit. Yes, the Bible says, submit to your husbands, yeah. right? But as a way as the church has to submit to Christ. Amen. Christ is not forceful. The Bible said the Holy Spirit is like a gentleman. Right? Amen. He gives you an option to choose between life or death. Right? But he says, I am the branches, I am I, I am the, the vine, and you are the branches. And without me, you can do nothing, right? Right. And the same way it's in the father. The family depends on the father. Our children depends on the father for nourishment, for growth, to how to live. And how to be a human being and how to steer through lives. There be so many researches that shows that when a father is present mm -hmm. in the lives of children, how much more better off they are in life. So true. The father is important and he cannot be replaced. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 What can replace a father? Why did God referred to himself as a father. He could have just stick with king. He could have just stick with God. But he chose a father, a term that we could relate more to. Mm -hmm. He used that term to show us his greatest love from father to children. Mm -hmm. In the world today, we see the greatest love coming down as children from the mother. And it's good to view your mother as loving and caring and kind because mothers, oh, we love you. You work so much to us. But there is a problem in the family when the father is not seen as a source of love. It's a trick from the enemy, from the devil to disrupt the family. The father the Bible says, is the source of the family. So the love from the father flows to the mother and flows to the children. Mm -hmm. Amen? Amen. An example of a father. And the Bible said God is the father to the fatherless. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a father, mm -hmm. he's there to be a father yes. to you. Yes. Because I no longer have a father. My father died. And I'm an adult now. People say, well, you're, you're an adult. You can handle it. But you don't know. My mom used to always say something. My dad used to say it too. Is that you will never understand how important your father and mother is mm -hmm. until you lose them. So true. Amen. For those who lost their parents, they know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about the pain portion of it. I'm talking about the reliability portion of it, mm -hmm. the security of it, mm -hmm. when you could call them and talk to them. I wish there were things that I could, I went through or stories about my father's childhood that I'm going through right now as a man that I could call him and talk to him and say, hey, mm -hmm. you went through this exact same thing. Mm -hmm. What did you learn from it? 
The Bible said a wise man learns from other people's experiences. So if you have a father and you're not relying on him, then maybe you're not a wise man. Because he has an experience. No matter how old you get, you could never outgrow him. You can never be older than your father. A wise man learns off of other people's experience. And if you are a child in here today, and you want to do your own thing, nobody can force you. Okay, that's good. You want to do your own thing. At least look and learn from your mistakes. Look at a situation where your father said, do not do this. And you went ahead, you did it anyway. And see the result or the consequences for it. So at least next time, you go to your father and he said, do it this way. Then at least you can learn and be wise and learn from your mistakes and say, well, you know what? The last time my father told me not to do this, and I went ahead and did it, and I hurt myself. But maybe, just maybe, he's not telling me it for his own good. Maybe he's telling me it for my good. How about I give it a try and I'll listen to my father this time? And if he's wrong, then maybe we could sit and talk about it and it's something we could learn about. But if he's right, then I know he loves me and he's telling me it for my own good. Bible says, Honor thy mother and thy father, your days shall be long upon the face of the earth. Amen. To honor something is to give it weight. To give it weight meaning that you value their input or their opinion. So many of us have fathers and we do not value their input or their opinion. And we believe we are grown. Like I said, no matter how much you grow, you can never go past your parents. Mm -hmm. To this day, I always talk to Pastor, and I always admire the relationship that she has with her mom. Mm -hmm. And even though Pastor will be 70 next year, January, God bless, mm -hmm. right? Amen. No matter what our mom says right now, she doesn't argue back with her mother. And she's going to be 70. But the same example we have to set with our fathers whereby even though we don't agree with something they said, we give consideration of what they're saying. We value it. We give it weight. Their example before we proceed. The opinion of a father or a viewpoint of a father to his children should be like a full stop in a sentence. You stop you consider before you move forward. That's what children should do when their fathers speak. It's not to be ruled, but to be guided. When they speak to you, it's a form of love. No one tells you anything for your good if they do not care. If someone doesn't get involved in a situation in your life, it's because they do not care. But if they are involved, and they are giving an opinion, it's because they love you. They want to see you doing better, and they want to keep you. So children, look at the examples of your fathers from a godly perspective. And let what they say have weight in your everyday lives. Let it be the full stop before moving forward. I'm not saying you have to do everything. I'm saying 
let it be a full stop before moving forward. Even if you're an adult and you're 70 years old and your father says, well, I understand, but this is what I would do. Don't think that because you're grown, they can't talk to you. You just brush off what they say. Let it be a full stop. Consider. Give it weight. Give it value in your life before moving forward. The Bible said in the multitude and counselors is safety. And if your counselor, if one of your counselors is not your parent, is not your father, then your priorities are wrong. Because if you're valuing everyone's opinion more than the person that brought you into this world and raised you and loved you and cherished you, then you're doing it backwards. Charity begins at home. Yes. Charity begins at home. The example of everything begins at home. Mm -hmm. I wish, and I can't turn back time, I wish I had a way, way better relationship with my father growing up. And he's gone on now to be with the Lord. I'm very happy that he was born again when he did. But I still could have learned much more from him. So everyone who still have their fathers, trust me, cherish them. They will not always be here. And no matter when they go, even if it's 100, you wish that they'll still be here. Yes. Because you can never stop learning valuable lessons from them. The example of a father. And fathers, be careful the example you're setting for your children. Because again, it will affect their life. And they are looking to you to see how to live. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. Amen. Amen.